Welcome to Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. Thanks for joining me today. Appreciate you all stopping in. If you're a, a regular listener, you know exactly what's going on. It's the same gig. If you're new, let me try to quickly explain what I'm doing over here. Every week I look at the featured matchups, the NASCAR Fantasy Live head-to-head matchups. I break all those down by looking at comparable tracks with average driver finish positions, driver ratings, I've worked in speed rankings, and this week we have average run positions that we're going to look at for the next-gen car as well. There's a lot of numbers going on here this week, folks, so hang on to your hats. It's time for Las Vegas. Okay, before we get into those featured matchups, let me continue explaining what we got going on. We got Rowdy's average we'll take a look at. See how we're doing over here. We'll take a look at the sports books and see how they've got the top 10 stacked up see if we got any value for you there i'll give you a couple of long shots again i've been on point there two weeks in a row and i'll throw in a win pick okay so getting back into these matchups let's take a look and see who we have to work with this week we've got the 99 car of daniel suarez going up against the 14 of chase briscoe the 19 of martin Truex jr he's got joey logano in that 22 car to deal with ty gibbs he's running in the 54 car Going up against the 23 of Bubba Wallace. And our last matchup has the one car of Ross Chastain going up against the six car of Brad Keselowski. So looking at Daniel Suarez versus Chase Briscoe. We're going to take a look at their career stats. We'll look at the average finish positions for all the comparable tracks, including Las Vegas. Now we've got four tracks, four races to look at. Las Vegas in the spring and the fall of 22 and 23. We've got Kansas four races as well in the spring and fall of 22 and 23. Again, mind you, this is all in the next-gen car only. Uh, We're also looking at Michigan in the summer of 22 and the summer of 23. Charlotte in the spring of 22 and 23. And finally, Texas, the fall race of 22 and fall of 23 last season. But before we get into those averages, let's take a look at their career stats. Daniel Suarez, he has 13 races run at the track. No top five finishes. He's got two top 10 finishes, putting up there in the top 10 in 15.38% of his runs. He has one DNF, that is 8% of his runs ending in failure. He has led laps at 84, averaging out to 6.46 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 20.7. He has no wins yet. Chase Briscoe in the 14 car. He's got 16 races run at the track, one top five finish, and one top 10 finish. He finishes up there in either top five or 10 in 16.67% of his runs. He has one DNF, that amounts to 17%. Same thing, 16.67%. He does have six laps led, and his average finish at the track is 22.5%. No wins for Chase Briscoe. Now we'll move on to those comparable tracks that we mentioned. Las Vegas, Kansas, Michigan, Charlotte, and Texas. I averaged all their finish positions together. Daniel Suarez, his average finish position comes up to 17.93. Chase Briscoe, his average comes up to 19.86. So there we've got Daniel Suarez ahead. Driver ratings, Daniel Suarez, his average came out to 77.03. Briscoe, 57.09. Again, Daniel Suarez significant difference there now looking at the speed rankings from las vegas kansas michigan and charlotte i averaged all those together as well and that would be for the 22 and 23 season as well just the next gen car daniel suarez comes up with a 15.36 
Chase Briscoe, 23.96. I also looked at their average run position just for the 22 and 23 seasons, so that's four races, and their average run position has Daniel Suarez in 19.025 and Chase Briscoe 24.1625. Now this week we have clear favorites where the numbers are concerned, starting right here with this match. Suarez has Briscoe beat all across the board. He has him in career average finish on all the comp tracks, driver finish averages, as well as the driver ratings and average run position in the next gen car. This makes it easy for me to come up with my conclusion here. The 99 car of Daniel Suarez is Rowdy's pick. Our second match has a 19 car of Martin Truex going up against the 22 of Joey Logano. Truex has 24 races run at the track, seven of those being top five finishes. Finishing up there in the top five in 29.17% of his races, he's got 15 top 10 finishes, finishing up there in 62.5% of his races. No DNFs, and in 24 races, he's led 313 laps, averaging out 13.04 laps led race his average finish at the track is 10th and he's got two wins to his credit winning in 8.3 percent of his runs joey logano has 21 runs run at the track seven of those being top five finishing one third of his races in the top five he's got 12 top 10 finishes finishing up in the top 10 in 57.14 of his runs no dns for him either he has 536 laps led, averaging 25.52 laps led per race. His average finish is also P10. He has three wins at the track, averaging a win in 14.29% of his runs. So pretty close on the careers there. Can't see a clear advantage other than the extra win Joey might have over Mark Truex. Let's take a look at the comparable tracks, Las Vegas, Kansas, Michigan, Charlotte, and Texas. Averaging Martin Truex's finish position together on those tracks has him coming up with an 11.21 and Joey Logano's average finish comes up to 13.57. Martin Truex Jr.'s driver rating averages out to 92.63 and Joey Logano comes up with an 84.49. Now we'll take a look at the speed rankings for all the aforementioned tracks. Martin Truex's average speed rank comes up to 7.81. Joey Logano's average speed rank of 14.4. Now looking at their average run position in the 22 and 23 Las Vegas races, Martin Truex was running in the average position of 9.255. Joey Logano was running in 11.46. Now both these guys are really good here at Las Vegas. It could go either way, but the numbers have me looking in one direction. Only looking at the next-gen era in the last two years, Martin Truex Jr. has Joey Logano beat straight across the board. This will be really important to keep an eye on this weekend's practice to lock down this pick, as with the new cars that both Ford and Toyota are bringing, things could change. We just don't know how either manufacturer will run in the intermediate package at this juncture. So as for now, like I said, I like the 19 car. He shows better across the board, so I'm penciling in, in as Rowdy's pick. Okay, our next matchup has Ty Gibbs in the 54 going up against Bubba Wallace in the 23. Basically a teammate battle here. Ty Gibbs, he's only got three races run at Las Vegas. No top five, top 10 finishes or DNFs or laps led. His average finish at the track is 26th and he's still looking for his first win. Bubba Wallace, he's got 12 races run at the track. One top five finishing up there in 8.3% of his runs. Two top tens puts him up there in 16.67% of his runs. He has two DNFs. 
That is also 16.67% of his runs ending in failure. And uh, he has a handful of laps led at 29, averaging out 2.4 laps led per race. His average finish just a hair better than Ty at 22. And he too is still looking for his first win. Looking at the comp tracks and the finish position averages, Ty Gibbs comes up with a 23.64. Bubba Wallace's average 14.64. Gibbs' average driver rating comes up to 66.32, Bubba Wallace 91.14. Big discrepancies here. Let's check the speed rankings and see if that's the same. Ty Gibbs comes up with 16.74, Bubba 10.36. So Bubba's average speed rank clearly much better there as well. Looking at Las Vegas, their average run positions. We don't have a whole lot of data to work with for Gibbs. He only ran three races in Las Vegas last year. In fact, Kansas only ran three and uh, one race in Charlotte. So let's drop off those races and see what Bubba's average comes up to. With everything gone, Bubba's averages all go up. So I mean, there's no point even looking and telling you what those numbers are. He bests Ty Gibbs quite easily in all categories. So it's conclusive evidence across the board that favors one driver over another. Bubba's got Ty beat by a pretty good margin. So I gotta go with the 23 on this one, provided there isn't any craziness in practice. So Rowdy's pick, Bubba Wallace. Okay, our final matchup. The one car Ross Chastain going up against the six Brad Keselowski. Ross, he's got 11 races run at the track, three of those being top five finishes, finishing up the top five in 27.27% of his runs, also 27.27% in the top 10. He has no DNFs and has led 151 laps, averaging up to 13.72 laps led per race. Ross's average finish at the track is 18.9, and he's looking for a win. Kozlowski, he's got 21 races run at the track, 9 top 5 finishes, averaging a top 5 finish in 42.86% of his runs. He's got 13 top 10 finishes, finishing up in the top 10 in 61.9% of his runs. No DNFs for him which surprises me in 21 races. He's got 359 laps led, averaging up to 17.09 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 11.5, quite a bit better than Ross Chastain. And Brad has three wins at the track. Well, here's where things get interesting. Taking a look at the comp tracks, Ross Chastain's average finish position comes up to 9.79. Brad Keselowski's average finish position comes up with a 15.14. Driver ratings, Ross Chastain averages out to 100.08, Kozlowski 78.08. So as good as Brad's career averages look, Chastain seems to be better in the newer car. Let's take a look at the speed rankings and see if that agrees. So the average speed rankings from the Las Vegas, Kansas, Michigan, Charlotte, and Texas races have Ross Chastain at 9.16. Brad Keselowski's speed ranking A15.71, so clearly better there as well. Looking at their average run positions in the four races at Las Vegas, puts Ross Chastain's average run position at 6.78 and Brad Keselowski 16.495. Now being fantasy players, we all have that driver or two that screw us at every possibility. Well, here I have both of mine, Ross Chastain and Brad Keselowski. I thought it wouldn't matter which way I would go, as it always seems to go the opposite with either of these two. Lucky for me, this matchup offsets the screwability I can choose freely. So the only thing that Brad K has going for him in this match is his career average finish, 
Otherwise, Ross Chastain has him beat across the board. That leaves me with only one conclusion. The one car is Rowdy's pick for this one. Well, here's the part of the show where we take a look at Rowdy's season average. So now that we are done with the wildcard tracks and on to more predictable races, hopefully the numbers will help us in these matches. Time will only tell, but the damage is done, and now we must look at Rowdy's season average. Last week, we put up a measly 10 points again. So week two, out of a total possible 80 points, I've got 20, sitting at 25% still. But that is the nature of the super speedway races, and actually I had an idea at both tracks that I might employ the next time we come to a super speedway, because it would have worked out quite well. Anyway, we'll see what happens when the next super speedway rolls around. All right, let's move on to the sports books and see how they've got things ranked. We'll take a look at the top 10, see what their values are, and see where you can find them. And we'll also see if there's any value in any of those drivers. So starting on top, they've got their top dog listed here. This week, Kyle Larson sitting at plus 450. You can find him at Bet365 and ESPN Bet. William Byron is listed at 9 to 1 at BetMGM and Bet365. You can get Denny Hamlin at 10 to 1. That's plus 1,000 at BetMGM only. Christopher Bell, plus 1,000 at BetRivers and Bet365. Next, you've got Brian Blaney, plus 1,100 at BetMGM and BetRivers. Martin Truex is listed in at 12 to 1 at BetMGM and BetRivers. Tyler Reddick, also plus 1,200, only to be found at BetRivers. Kyle Busch, also plus 1,200. That's 12 to 1 at BetMGM, DraftKings, and BetRivers. For him, Ross Chastain comes in at plus 1,500, only at DraftKings. And Joey Logano tops the list out at plus 1,600. That is 16 to 1 only at Caesars. Now where value is at hand, I like the 15 to 1 odds they're throwing at at Ross Chastain. While running in the next-gen car, he has the best average finish over the four races run. This could be worth a unit. Other than that, I believe the top 10 will be dominated by what we're looking at right here. But we've got to move on to some long shots and see if maybe we can squeeze a couple of different drivers up in the top 10 and maybe put a few dollars in our pocket. Well, I gave you another good long shot pick last week. In fact, he went on to win. I don't expect to see the same this weekend as long shot drivers are not an easy pick at Las Vegas. This track is dominated by the usual suspects, so we have to dig a little deeper into the driver pool. That being said, I like the way the Penske gang is running thus far into the season. I think this track is well suited for the two car to have another decent weekend. He showed good speed at Atlanta and should have a bit of momentum to work off of. Last season in the spring race, the two car came home in P6. I'm looking for another top 10 on Sunday. Sindrick is currently listed for plus 350 for that top 10 finish. After last week's long shot win, it may be worth a sprinkle on Sindrick's outright at 150 to 1 odds. Another long shot to consider this weekend is also coming from the Ford camp. Call this a moonshot, but Josh Berry has some interesting Xfinity stats in that he has two wins in six races and his average finish is fifth. If you can transfer some of that mojo over to Cup, a top 10 finish could net you five and a quarter to one. All right, moving on to this week's winner winner pick. I'm giving the nod to the Toyota camp and the 19 car of Martin Truex Jr. He has just been too good at the track, even when he's running badly. 
Since the inception of Stage Points in 2017, Martin has only failed to collect Stage Points in two stages out of 26. During this seven-year period, he has two wins, and his average finish is 6.3. In the 18 years of racing at Las Vegas, dating back to 2006, Truex has only one finish outside the top 20. Like I said, he's just too good here. Truex to win a circle on Sunday. All right, folks, that about does it for me over here. But before I go, I want to invite you over to listen to an awesome podcast, The Final Lap Weekly, where ours truly Toby Christie and Carrie Murphy are giving you all the NASCAR news from week to week. And it's done in an interesting and entertaining way. Come on over and check it out. Also, if you like to play fantasy, you wouldn't be here if you didn't. We've got a fantasy league over there. We're playing fantasy live and uh, Rowdy's over there running the program. So if you want to join us and play some fantasy live, come on over to thefinallap.com. Click on that fantasy tab and that'll bring you over to our game. But the caveat is you have to listen to the show because I might be talking about you. Anyway, The Final Lap Weekly, you can find it at thefinallap.com or tobychristie.com. Just click on those podcast tabs and you are listening. All right, folks, that is it for me over here for this week. Hopefully we get you some coin in your pocket. All right, we got a good spread of tracks coming up. Quite a few different ones coming in the next few weeks. And I'll be breaking those down week to week. All right, y'all. Take care. See ya.